Escape the Matrix Health Show covers the world of exercise, nutrition, and supplementation, fact-finding, myth-busting, the latest clinical studies, fun facts, and news you can use are covered by your host, Dave Sherwin, fitness buff and owner of EscapeTheMatrix.com. Welcome your host, Dave. Hey, and welcome to the show. In episode three, we had... Jose Reyes from DOS Labs. It was an excellent episode. As a matter of fact, it went pretty long and I had to cut part of it out because at the end of the episode, I'd asked him a bunch of specific questions regarding Formula 7. And I did a full episode in episode 4 on Formula 7, the top 7 principles for phenomenal health. So if you're listening to this podcast in sequential order, this will make total sense. And if you're not, you might want to go back to episode Three with Jose Reyes. It's a phenomenal episode, especially if you are serious about a exercise regimen. And it was too long, though, and uh, although it was good stuff, I ended up cutting out the part about Formula 7. So in Episode 4, you ought to go through Formula 7 so that you thoroughly understand what that is all about. And then I asked Jose, point by point, one at a time, all the seven principles, and he had some really great nuggets. So I went ahead and I took those nuggets out of that episode and put them here in episode five. So this is a follow-up to the interview with Jose, the interview, um, not the interview, but the podcast I did on my own with all the principles of Formula 7. And here is Jose Reyes with his take from his lifetime of experience in the health and fitness industry on the seven points of Formula 7, the seven most powerful principles for phenomenal health. I'm going to go through the seven principles from Formula 7, and I want you to give me, kind of similar to our earlier segment about rapid fire, I just want you to give me your top of mind or best thought on that subject. And the framed as advice to our listeners, like your best tip or idea that comes to mind on each of the seven points. Does that make sense? Sure does. Okay. Number one, hydration. We are told that about 70% of the U.S. population, and I'm sure this is true for other populations, are mildly or moderately dehydrated at any given time. Advice that you would give. So my, my biggest advice with that is to, you know, carry water with you, number one. Two, you know, try to take a bulk of your of your water if it helps while you're eating. So if you're eating lunch, you know, make it a goal of, you know, when I'm a third of the way through this, I'm going to be, you know, I've drank a glass of water. When I'm two thirds of the way through it, I've drank another one. And it's just easier because you need the water to swallow your food. It's easier to get that hydration in while you're eating. And then it's also if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. Like that's kind of how I am with junk food, and it's the same thing with water. So I, I'm pretty diligent of carrying around a water jug with me, and trying to at least at a minimum hit that gallon per day. I'm usually at a gallon within the afternoon, and then my problem is, is I get home and I stop focusing on it. Then I find myself snacking, and I'm snacking, and then what happens is I'll drink a big thing of water, and I don't feel like snacking anymore. But Oftentimes, too, what's helped me a lot, especially with water weight, is electrolyte balancing. So I've, you know, purchased different electrolyte powders or tabs or something like that to put in my water just to help with the hydration. Um, you know, that's why we put 200 milligrams of the Himalayan salt for the 
the electrolytes in the intra workout um, just to kind of help get those trace minerals in there and make better use of your water. So, the, you know, and the electrolytes, just having some type of flavor helps me drink a lot more of it. So whether it's a little bit of the non-stim bucked up, just enough so I get that slight, slight flavor, maybe in a gallon I'll do half a scoop and there's no caffeine in it. So there's no diuretic and dehydrating aspect to it. So I usually do that for flavor, carry a water jug with me and try to drink a lot while I eat. And those three tips have helped me tremendously. Outstanding. Number two, and this, by the way, number two is precision nutrition's number one um, in their world. They tell you this, this will matter more than anything else you can do. It matters more than what you eat where you eat or who you eat with. Principle number two is eat slowly and mindfully. Thoughts? I completely agree. I mean, you know, being being full is a chemical reaction. So oftentimes when we're full, quote unquote, we're very overfilled. Um, and then that spills over into, uh, into weight gain. For me, that's something that's really hard. Um, I don't know, like I grew up really poor uh, in Mexico and, you know, it was always like if there's food there, you, you hurry up and you eat it. So this is something that I really struggle with. But also, you know, I really like the other key words you said there, and that's mindfully. You know, we talk about like when you train, you have that mind-muscle connection, you contract the muscle, you picture it growing, you know, and we, we really, when you say mindfully, we got to really think of food as one, not just a fuel source, but two, um, you know, almost in a sense of, of medicine. This is what heals our body. This is what, you know, makes our body vegetables and healthier foods and things like that. So I've never really thought of the mindfulness aspect, like of what I do when I, it's an activity that you do all the time that takes up a huge part of your life. And I think of the mindfulness and the intent behind everything else that I do with, if you're in the gym, it's every rep. Um, I'm very mindful of, you know, when I'm doing a yoga pose, the, the purpose, like what it's supposed to be opening, um, where I'm supposed to be getting the flexibility, where I'm supposed to be, even be sending my breath when I do anything. And so I really like and appreciate you bringing that to my attention because I never think of the mindfulness and intent of when I eat my food, of what it's going to do for me and um, all the different aspects of that. Okay, number three, principle from Japan called Harahachibu eat until only 80% full. You alluded to it just a minute ago in that fullness is a chemical reaction, but this is another principle, especially in those people that are long-lived. Uh, very few people who live to be 100 stuff themselves when they eat. Eating to 80% full is a principle. Any thoughts on that one? Yeah, well, there's a really great study that they did with rhesus, mon rhesus monkeys and... Uh... And I don't remember who did it. I'm sure it'd be really easy to look up, but they basically did it with hundreds, if not thousands of monkeys over the span of multiple lifetimes. And they basically gave, I mean, when you're eating to 80% full, you're cutting 20% of your calories. And what they basically did was they gave one group of monkeys a high caloric life and they gave the other ones a lower caloric life of maybe 75 to 80% of what their calories should be. Man, these monkeys lived much healthier. They lived much, much longer. I mean, they just looked healthier. They were more, you know, they, they looked a lot better than the other monkeys. On top of that, everything was better about them. And it was, uh, so that's not just kind of like a, you know, old Japanese or lifestyle thing. This is something that is 
scientifically undeniable on multiple different studies, multiple different aspects of like, we know it's a chemical reaction. We know you live longer and you're healthier when you're on a lower um, caloric intake uh, for long, long periods of time. Excellent. Excellent. Number four, you'll like, and some people would criticize me for making number four. Um, you know, they might think number four ought to be number seven. The only reason it's not it's number four is not because it's more important than the rest. It's because it's easy to do right away versus the other ones might take a lot more time. And so number four in our list of Formula 7 is develop a personal supplement strategy. Again, we understand that we're supplementing a good healthy diet and we'll get to that. But it's just that buying supplements is so easy that anyone, no matter what state of health you're in, you could go get them and start taking them right away. Um, and so that's how we have it as number four. But most people aren't strategic about it. I, I know a lot of people that they're taking a supplement because they went to some party where someone told them if they took this this magical fruit juice from the Amazon, they're going to have amazing health. They don't even know what's in it or what it does. So just your thoughts on that one. Developing a personal supplementation strategy. Yeah, I really... I really like that one a lot because, like I said, it's easy to implicate. And then also now you're vested in it. You know, if you go out and you spend a hundred bucks, you know, you're going to want to put that to work. If you went out and you bought a bunch of fish oil for inflammation and multivitamins for like a, a good foundation, pre-workout for, for your, for your energy, you know, like now you're going to be more motivated and more driven of like, well, I better go to the gym. I have the pre-workout, you know, like I, need to take these multivitamins I bought them I don't want them going bad so it gives you a little bit of of, uh, of skin in the game you know it makes you invest in yourself which you know there's lots of things to there's lots of stupid things to spend money on you know my one of my biggest things is when people be like oh I don't want to spend 60 bucks on this you know in my store and say like dude that's the cost of like going to to to, to Applebee's you know what I mean and like if if I can give you something like, well, what's a Diet Coke cost a day? You know, two bucks, you know, for a, for a 20 ounce of Diet Coke? I'm like, yeah, about. And I'd say, hey, if I can change your life, if we can change your life for the better um, and give you real results in the next month where you feel better than you felt for the cost of a Diet Coke per day, does that sound like a great deal to you? And I'm like, yeah, that does sound like a great deal, you know? So it's when you really get skin in the game and put it into perspective. So I personally love that one. And you know what you just said? I, I got to throw this in there. I, um, everyone complains that eating healthy um, food from farms is is too expensive. That the you know that the, the meat and the eggs and the, and the produce is just too much money. But you know what? In my my house, we have meat from local farms. We have eggs from chickens that actually go outside and peck in the dirt. We we have produce from uh, again local farms. And what you just said is absolutely true. I don't spend any more money in a month to eat a really nutritious diet than friends of mine that stop at Starbucks every morning and go out to lunch. I brought my lunch today with me, as I do every day, and bringing a lunch of very high-quality food is a lot less expensive than buying it down in the restaurant. And I just say, amen. Uh, you're absolutely right. Most people can absolutely take money they're spending on junk and invest it into themselves. Love it. Um, well, there's, 
there's two tangents about that. And let, let's say, like, we're not saying that, you know, if you just get these supplements or your supplements or my supplements or any supplements that all of a sudden you're going to look and feel better. You know, I always, everybody right from the get-go, when they came to my store and they asked me, Jose, what works? I always told them, you know, nothing in the store works. You put in the work and these will enhance and uh, exponate the work that you're putting in, but it's not going to do the work for you. You work, these products enhance. Does that make sense? And they'd be like, yeah, you know, that I would do that to help minimize returns, but also just to get in their head. Like, look, this isn't a miracle. It took you 20 years to get overweight. And if we can do it in one year, doesn't that seem awesome? Like imagine if you could pay off uh, your mortgage in a year or something like that, you know, like it's a, it's a great, if there was something that did the work for you, I'm not trying to talk, talk crap here, but you wouldn't be able to afford it. I would keep it in a safe in the back room and it would be for Oprah and she would come in every month and buy it, you know, and I'd be like, Hey, thanks for the million dollars for this miracle pill. Uh, do you want another one for Gail or Stedman? I know they can't afford it. Um, just saying, you know, like, so I'll see you next month. Like that's, if that really existed, it would be way out of our price range, you know? And so yeah. it's kind of like to, to go back to sales and Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and he goes, the leads are crap. And he says, you're crap. You got to work the leads. And so we're not saying that supplements are so high because it's some type of miracle. We're just saying, you know, you put in the work and you get some skin in the game, and you're going to have better results than without them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, number five, macros. And this is where so many people go wrong. You know, I think we live in a carb-addicted society. But number five uh, principle of principle uh, of uh, Formula 7 is get the right amount of carbs, protein, and fat every day. Thoughts? Oh, yeah, wholeheartedly. Well, we do live in a very carb-driven society, and especially, like, the carbs we have today aren't the carbs that, like, our great-great-grandparents were were consuming. You know, it's a lot of refined stuff. And even other things, um, you know, we, you know, we specifically have, you know, let's say uh, Monsanto owns seeds, and they specifically make them sweeter and more addictive. There's so many different messed up things that, like, go into it. But, um, you know, when we get those carbs in our system, especially simple ones, uh, you know, my favorite go-to is, is Wonder Bread because this guy that I used to, used to um, come into my store, he, tried, uh, he wanted to try the carb backloading, and he was like, it's just expensive. And I was like, dude, you know, Wonder Bread and jelly, you know, and he was like, holy crap, I can get a, I can get a thing of Wonder Bread for 59 cents, you know, and uh, I was like, there you go, man. And that's what his source was for carb backloading. But, you know, we got all these kids with diabetes because every time they take in these simple carbs, whether it's French fries or Wonder Bread or cereal, their, their, pan- the, you know, their blood sugar spikes, their pancreas has to create insulin to clean out the blood sugar, and their pancreas keeps producing insulin and insulin and insulin all throughout the day, and it keeps pulling the sugar in and storing it as fat. And then by the time they're 11, they have to take insulin because their pancreas has put in the work of a lifetime, and it's done by the time these before these kids are even going into junior high. So definitely like addressing the macros um, and uh, especially based on your lifestyle, what your goals are. It's not a one size fits all. Even just being aware, even just getting my fitness pal and tracking it, just track it for a week and you're going to be like, holy crap, I really eat 270% of my daily carbs. I had no idea. Um, Absolutely. 
Yeah. You know, you can't get to you can't get to your destination one if you don't know where you're going, and two if if you don't have a roadmap. Okay, awesome. Number six, five to nine servings of fruits and veggies every day. Oh man, all the nutrients. Uh, you know how fibrous they are. And my cheat for this, and I've been doing it, and it's had great. Like I'm fuller in my muscles. Um, I eat less junk food. Um, has been cauliflower rice and zucchini noodles and it has been a lifesaver i'll saute them up in coconut oil eat them with like a healthy source of protein or sometimes i put them on a big baking tray a ton of zucchini noodles a ton of cauliflower rice and uh i like to get like a a organic uh, spicy sausage or something like that cut it all up throw it in the oven and uh, just just mob on that, but I've been really trying to look for, look, there's a reason that brain-dead people are called vegetables and not rocks, and it's because nobody likes them. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I've never it, heard it that can, before. It can be a chore to get these vegetables in, so, you know, that's kind of been my secret way of making vegetables, like, more fun, but I'll tell you what, it is delicious. You know, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of sea salt or uh, Himalayan rock salt, some pepper, um, you know, you toss it all together, bake it, saute it, whatever you want to do. And it is so tasty. I'll throw some avocado in there and it is just the healthiest. And I'll tell you what, my muscles are fuller. My body feels better. I'm getting tons of fiber, tons of nutrients, barely like any calories and carbs from them. And it's just, it's playing with house money. It's, it's free, free calories, you know, free nutrients. Uh, I love it, but yeah, I definitely think that you know, I mean, what what are what are kids' primary source of vegetables? And it's their their school pizza. The sauce on the pizza now counts as you know uh, a serving of vegetables. So I mean, it's definitely seems like a very simple fix, but it can be harder than it seems. And it is something that I personally think we we need to address. Absolutely. And once you start doing it, you just feel like a million bucks. And there are easy ways to do it. For me, a green smoothie. Uh, in the morning yeah. is a real easy way. I, I can get all all nine servings uh, in in uh, one green smoothie. So uh, you gave a couple of great ideas. I just threw out the green smoothie. But man, if if people could figure out how to get those five to nine uh, servings of fruits and veggies every day to change their life. Number seven, you're going to like this one. Exercise five hours a week. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I mean... You know, that's the fun part to me. Like, I view it as I'm so fortunate that I get to do this, whether it is yoga or, I mean, CrossFit. Like, how fortunate are you in your life that, A, I guess you live next to a CrossFit gym. Well, I guess they're everywhere now. But, B, that you have the time and the resources and you probably have the shoes and and all these other factors that come into it. But you have to, like... And I mean, not that you have to like do that, but I view it as like my reward, um, you know, for life. And, and you don't have to have a fancy yoga membership or a fancy CrossFit. It can be you're going hiking or you're doing insanity in your house or something like that. But man, the endorphin release that you get from it when you're done is so addicting and you just feel so great. But, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of like, uh, you know, exercising five hours a week is great. And I do like that it's last on the list because like I would tell people, it's the rest of the 23 hours. Like I'm glad you got into the gym, but what are you going to undo everything that you've done? It's kind of like, uh, 
it's like you have this uh, uh, insert for your, your sole of like your shoe and you, you wear it every day, but you put a small little pebble in there or it's the antidote. You're taking poison every day and then you're sick and then you take the antidote and you're like, man, I take this antidote every day, but I don't know why I'm sick, you know? So it really comes down to everything else that you're doing and the exercise is the icing on the cake for, for lack of better terms. Outstanding. And because you were a personal trainer, and you've already uh, alluded to this earlier with one story, but this is what I want to go out on because a lot of our listeners are people who want to lose a few pounds. Uh, and we know statistically, you know, 60% of Americans um, want to go on a diet in the next uh, little while. And, uh, um, you know, a lot of people are are dealing with the battle of the bulge. So I want you to picture uh, a woman, middle-aged woman, 30 to 40 okay. pounds overweight, uh, but she's ready. She, she comes to you uh, and, and she says something like this. My whole life I've been overweight. I've never liked to exercise. I've done multiple diets, um, always putting the weight back on. And although I'm discouraged from all these times I've tried, I'm ready to try again and I want your help. And I, I want to, to lose these pounds once and for all. Um, what's some general advice you give to that person, especially in regards to exercise? Um, we've talked to nutrition earlier, you know, those simple principles of Formula 7. If she would, you know, start eating the five to nine servings of fruits and veggies, etc., and get her carbs, macros, protein right, let's just say that that, that suffices for dietary information. But what kind of a workout program would you talk about with her? Well, I mean, a big thing of it is going to come down to, uh, you know, the, the why it fell before. Because it's going to come down to, you know, was it, was it a time thing? You know, so maybe she does need something like uh, uh, a hit training course. Maybe it wasn't time. Maybe, maybe she has bad knees, so we got to we got to put her on the elliptical, but, you know, also to, um, you know, the, the, her, that she, the, what she wants to look like, is it, is it just losing the 30 pounds? There's so much that comes into it, but it's, it really comes down to just the whole baby steps, you know, like, for example, like with diet before it's like my own clients and say, Hey, you know what, do your thing for lunch and dinner. We're just going to every, this is what we're going to do for breakfast every day this week. We're going to have a healthy, nutritious breakfast. These are your five different options. You know, I don't care what day you have them on. And they're like, well, what about lunch and dinner? I'm like, well, do whatever you would normally do. And then after that week, you know, we would tack on lunch. And so then that, so they had a healthy breakfast and a healthy lunch every day for that week. So going into three weeks, now they're going to do a healthy breakfast lunch and dinner with healthy snacks, um, you know, if they feel like they need a snack. And then even by those three weeks, even though they baby stepped into it, maybe they've lost 11 pounds, but now they're like, oh, I ate healthy for three straight weeks. So it'd probably be a similar principle of we're going to baby step you into this. We're going to do 20 minutes of cardio and then we're going to do light work. And then the second week, um, you know, we just add on a little bit more that way it doesn't really seem like they're doing anything but then by the time we're rolling into week three week four they've made so much progress without even realizing it and then it hits them and they're like holy crap like 
I wasn't able to do this. And it's that, it's that gratification, um, you know, that keeps you, that keeps you going. They're like, wow, this was just three weeks. What will I look like? Or what will I be doing in three more weeks? Like, what will I be squatting? What will my time running a mile be? And, um, and I, I think I would follow uh, that principle um, with her, you know, figure out why it didn't work, figure out what kind of workout she can, can't do, what her schedule is like. And, you know, the more questions you ask somebody, the more you care about them. And they realize that. And so, you know, light her up with questions uh, and then just baby step her uh, into it. And that is the end of the interview with Jose. Some great nuggets there. And I'm excited about some up-and-coming podcasts. We have an episode on ancestral living with Dr. Pete Camillo coming up. A wonderful episode with uh, Paul Benvenisti, one of the world's leading experts on uh, fulvic acid, probably the uh, and likely the best supplement you've never heard of. You've got to check that one out. And uh, we also have a, a new segment I'm going to be doing called Cool Clinicals. We've got all kinds of clinical studies that we're going, going to be going through. I think you'll find some of those pretty fascinating as well. So I hope you enjoyed this episode, picked up a few nuggets that you can take action on in your own life. Until next time, this is Dave Sherwin wishing you health and success. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Escape the Matrix show with your host, fitness buff and owner of EscapeTheMatrix.com, Dave Sherwin. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit EscapeTheMatrix.com on Facebook and Twitter at Escape the Matrix. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on the Escape the Matrix health show with Dave Sherwin.